0: Church family, great to see you again. Are you still full like me? Thanksgiving was wonderful. Looking forward to another time uh, during the month of December of us possibly getting together like we did on the 22nd. We're going to continue in the series and maybe conclude today, but I want to talk to you about something that is very near to my heart The title of our series is Living a Blessed Life, and what we want to talk about, again, is thanksgiving and over and above life or lifestyle. Turn your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 29, and let me begin by saying, please pray. I want to see the passion of my heart, excuse me, manifest in your life. We will talk about being thankful, and in our thankfulness, what it does is now it moves us to give over and above. Last week, we learned about being able to be delivered from strongholds because of the authority that God gave us, and just being thankful and and not living a life of offense. My passion is not a bigger offering either. A lot of times pastors are accused, or well, may I just say, maybe I'm accused, that when I talk about money, all I want is more money in the offering plate. What I am praying for is that every person will catch this revelation that I learned decades ago about what God's heart is regarding Giving you need to realize, too, that I am a pastor first. I didn't become a pastor because of money. I became a pastor because it was my call. I turned down six-figure salary when I was in my late teens to go to Bible college and go into ministry. God will always take care of provision. That's what I have always believed. Because why? My Heavenly Father owns it all. My thoughts are this, as we dive into this. And we're going to dig deep into this. That you as a believer will be delivered from bondage, strongholds, marriage problems, health issues, and the attacks of the enemy. Here is the premise of today. When you become thankful and in that place, give over and above Things will change in your life. In that place of thankfulness that turned around from the message last week, now what God does, what his spirit begins to speak to us about is about giving over and above. Self is no longer on the throne in my life and in your life. True selfishness is saying to God, you can have everything in my life except my giving. But I'm telling you, if you catch this revelation of giving, it will change everything in your life. Some people watching this or listening to us are really heading for shipwreck. Because somehow they continue to harden their hearts to this message, or as I would say, the message of giving. So listen closely, if you would. I really almost, today, I'm, I'm really begging you to really sit still and to really think deeply of what I'm about to say in the next 30 minutes. The enemy, his name is Satan, may have built up a stronghold in you regarding this subject. And see, what I'm talking about is from last week, we were talking about unthankfulness and and offense and all the above. And this week, what I'm telling you, once you're delivered from that, and you become a thankful person, you become a person that sees with your spiritual eyes, The next greatest step that God gives you as a believer is giving. Bottom line, the devil hates you and does not want you to be a thankful giver and especially give to God. (laughs) It sounds like an infomercial, isn't it? Call on God now and you will be changed. That's not what I'm trying to do. Let God do a work in this area of your life. Every one of you, even if you have given, it's been your lifestyle. I want you to look deep into your giving and where the enemy has wanted to come in and to try to break and crack that strong belief that you have in giving and allow yourself to be able to hear God in new ways regarding that. I ask you to turn to First Chronicles. We're looking at chapter 29. Let's begin with uh, verse 1. This is the word of God spoken and written down. Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great, "...because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might gold for the things to be made of gold, silver for the things of silver, bronze for the things of bronze, iron for the things of iron, wood for the things of wood, onyx stones, stones to be set, glistening stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. Notice these words in verse 3. Moreover, because I have set my affection, moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold, And silver. He has put all this together and given it. Now he says, now there's something new above and beyond that I'm doing. David says, I am giving now over and above of all that I had listed. I'm dipping into my savings. What? I've pulled some out of my retirement. Hmm. What is Of mine, I am investing into the kingdom. That's what David is saying. He's saying, I'm literally understanding this giving. I am so thankful. I've learned. I've been delivered from these bondages. And now I see with my spirit and my heart, I see the kingdom of God and what it's really about. I have gone from glory to glory, from glory to glory. And now I am on that potter's spinning wheel. I'm at that place where now God is saying something new for me, and he wants to bring me into such a a high place because of my giving. Why did he do this, it says. David says, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. If you take what David gave in today's currency... I know he was king. But if you take what David gave in today's currency, it totals $21 billion. Why did he do that? Because he set his affection on the house of God. Look now near the end of verse 5. Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? As a pastor a father-like one, I am asking you to do what David did, which is give to the house of of God. But how do you give to the house of God? You set your heart for the kingdom, the house of God. After David's encouragement and plead, let's read verse 6. Then the leaders of the father's houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds, with the officers over the king's work, offered willingly. They gave for the work of the house of God 5,000 talents, 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into the hand of Jehiel the Gershonite Then the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly, because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord, and King David also rejoiced greatly. They offered willingly is the key. See, then David's prayer. So let me show you part of the Scripture in the prayer. So David's prayer, as he began to pray, let me show you this. In First Chronicles 29, verse 14, it says, But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things have come from you, and of your own we have given you. Verse 17, I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart of your people. The intent of the heart of your people and fix their heart towards you. Basically saying, Show them your pleasure of their willingness to give. See, it goes back to the heart. As your pastor, that's where my passion resides. It resides in your heart. We all make mistakes. We all struggle at times. We all have great times in our life. But my focus all the time when I'm teaching, when I'm praying for you, and I'm thinking about you, I'm thinking about your heart. Willingly. That's how you live your life of thanksgiving. Willingly. Here are two reasons you must live a lifestyle of kingdom giving. First of all, the work of God needs to go forward. When I give to the kingdom of God, it moves forward. Second of all, because you and I need a change in your or my heart. Remember the potter's wheel? There's always a new season. There's always a new place, a new glory. God is wanting to take us, but the key is willingly giving. This is talking about money. But as you read through the Bible, it talks about your gifts, talks about loving people, it talks about forgiving, it's just all the different aspects of the love of God. Always remember, when God asks you to give, and it's over and above, He is putting you right where He wants you in the area of giving. Why? Why? So you depend on him in that area. Or basically, you depend on God with everything. In Luke chapter 9, this is a passage that many don't see that it relates to giving, but I'm going to show you it relates to giving. It's a familiar story, feeding of the 5,000. It's a familiar story. Let's read this, beginning Luke 9, verse 12. When the day began to wear away, the twelve came and said to him, Jesus, send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. There's no Burger King. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves or two fish unless we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. Then he said to the disciples, Make them sit down in groups of 50. Now, I want to explain to you that he's talking about 5,000 men. So that could be, because they had their wives, their kids with them, that could be 15,000 to 20,000 people. Let's read on, verse 15. And they did so and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. So they all ate and were filled, and twelve baskets of leftover fragments were taken up by them. I believe this relates, the twelve baskets full, is the twelve tribes of Israel, or today the church when we get to that place in our life that we're not just returning the tithe, but we're giving above and beyond, then what we're doing is we're producing a lifestyle of multiplication. That it literally, after you give, you look sometimes with your physical eyes and say, I don't know how I can do this. But you do it, and God will give you leftovers just like what we're still eating from Thanksgiving. See, what's given back to you after all your needs are met? Being full, above and beyond leftovers. Here's the Lord's challenge. So there will be food in my house, verse 13. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food for all these people. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. But they gave an excuse why they couldn't do it. We only have two fish and five rolls. Well, of course, you look at that with your physical eyes. There's no way it's going to feed fifteen to 20,000 people. But this is in the place in your life after you've learned to be thankful after you've learned the lifestyle of thankfulness and not allowing the enemy to bring all these, this junk in your life and you hold things against people and, and your boss and whatever, and you just get stuck. This is where God asks us to do something. And we look, and we really look if we really can do it. Jesus said, two fish and five rolls, 15 to 20,000 people good enough sit them down in groups of 50 can you imagine what the disciples were thinking <laughs> they were thinking like us what how are we going to do this i can't do that look at verse 16 then he took the five loaves and the two fish And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. Look deeper into that scripture, folks. He gave the pieces, Jesus blessed, and gave to the disciples to give out. Now everything even looks smaller. What would you think? What would you do? The conclusion here is the food grew. Here it is. This is what we miss in thanksgiving. The miracle did not happen in the master's hands. It happened in the disciples' hands. Your hand. My hand. It had the potential to multiply. But what if they had eaten it themselves? (laughs) Here's a principle of thanksgiving. They gave it to Jesus first to be blessed. Here's another point you need to really hear. The first portion is the redemptive portion. It's called the tithe. And he blesses the rest. Pastor, I give to charities. That's good. Praise God. I pray that you would... Learn this lifestyle of giving. And when you do that, there will be more enough for you to give to charities. But no charities in the world has the power to bless the rest. So I want to say that to you. No charities in the world has the power to bless the rest. Only the Lord does that. You must give to God first. It's called the tithe. So the other is blessed. The second principle we need to catch In this story, is they gave what was left away, which is the over and above principle. Here's what we need to see about the tithe tithing is not giving, it's returning what is God's. Giving doesn't start till we give over and above. Church family and friends, realize God set it up perfectly. He is the potter, and we are the clay. And many of us are in different glories, different levels of walking with God. But here's what will jumpstart you to the glory to glory, from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From glory to glory is, number one, you give to God first. You become thankful. You return what is says. You thank God for what he's given you, and you return his portion. By doing that, that blesses the rest. And now, those 12 baskets full, now you have leftovers. What do you do with those leftovers? Sure, go on vacation, buy a new car, buy a new home, bless somebody. But here's the reality. I have learned that in my giving, I always listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit with the blessing of the leftovers, and I give what he asks me to do. Giving doesn't start till we give over and above. Father, I thank you for Valley Community Church and the lifestyle godly people live. I thank you for the ministries, the gift sets, the giftings, the anointings that is all over the people of Valley Community. To all our friends who are watching or listening, same manifestation when we catch this revelation. Blessings on everyone that is hearing my voice. In Jesus' name, I thank you that the next few weeks will be weeks of total revelation of the principle of over and above. Thank you, Lord, for restoring health, for restoring wealth in all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. I'm thankful for you. God bless you.